Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'd like to talk to you about how fear shows up in our lives and keeps us stuck. And so often we don't even realize how fear is showing up because it's really sneaky and it's so ingrained in our habits that it's hard for us to see. And as a life coach, I've been trained to help detect how fear is manifest in different people and to help them become aware of how fear has become a habit and to offer some ways to shift that into more courageous actions. First and foremost, it's going to be important to have an awareness of how fear is playing out in your life. And there are four predominant types of fear that people tend to identify most closely with. It's common for all of those types of fear to show up, but you tend to have a default behavior that best represents you. The first is the self-saboteur. And I would have to admit that this is probably my dominant fear pattern that I um, am becoming more aware of. The saboteur likes to jump from thing to thing. It likes to distract me with shiny object syndrome. The saboteur is known for being really excited about starting something and then kind of fizzling out if you don't have immediate satisfaction or outcomes, maybe putting in little effort and expecting a big result. Uh, Procrastination is a form of the self-saboteur. Saboteurs don't really love commitments, so if something is going to take a lot of time or a lot of effort, uh, it might fizzle out. The next is the perfectionist. The perfectionist will not get started on something until they believe they have figured everything out, and so they're often stuck even getting started because they want to, um, they're not really inclined to start before they think that they're ready. And so they can stay there for a really long time. They are very judgmental with themselves. They are dissatisfied with results. They get really overwhelmed. They tend to be workaholics and exhaust themselves. 
And they really try to control outcomes. So they believe that, you know, the the harder they work, the better they get their final product, that they're controlling all of the factors and nothing will surprise them. And they also tend to compare themselves to others and either are thinking that others can't do it as well as they can or that they're not as good as others. And you can imagine how the internal critic and the inner voices in our head have lots of different ways to um, speak to us in an unkind manner, such as, you know, you're not good enough. And then we have the martyr. And the martyr is a typical people pleaser. They're always going to put others before themselves. They're going to put their children, their bosses, their colleagues, their spouses. They're going to put everybody's needs before their own. And they're really thriving on validation, external validation, getting credit, um, saying yes, volunteering more than they may have the time to do, worrying about what others think. And you can see how that would also be a detrimental cycle to be stuck in. The fourth predominant fear pattern type is the pessimist, where individuals feel an imbalanced amount of injustice or life being unfair they're suffering, they're the victim, they um, believe that people who put their own needs first are selfish, they complain a lot, they have anger and resentment, they might have passive-aggressive behaviors. They might be thinking, why bother? What's the point? Nothing ever works out for me anyway. With this brief overview of the four types of fear patterns, maybe one is jumping out at you as something that you can identify with. I mentioned that self-saboteur because even as I continue to host this podcast, it still brings me anxiety and fear. And I will be finally sitting down to record And right before hitting the record button, I might get up to get a glass of water. I might check my phone to make sure that there won't be any distractions coming in. I can even think about like leaving my house altogether and running to the store real quick because I'm talking myself into it being less crowded, less traffic. This is a better time to go. So all of those are distractions. I'm procrastinating and I'm doing it because I feel that the fear will subside. So the first step is understanding how fear can arise and play out in your life and then making this connection to our habits because we are likely to drop into a fear-based habit by maybe not even realizing that fear is keeping us from progressing. And habits and the way that your brain actually works and forms habits 
is part of a three-part process. So habits are formed on a cue, routine, reward loop. Cues are triggers in our environment. They pretty much aren't going to change. They're always going to be things that make us scared, that make us uh, worry, and we don't have a lot of control over those things coming up in our lives. Routines are the way that we respond to those triggers. And the routines are designed to get us to the third part of that loop, which is the reward, the feeling that releases the tension from that trigger in the first place. We are humans who want the reward, and so that's really not going to change either. We're always going to have triggers and we're always going to have some sort of internal need to release the tension from that trigger. And so the only place where we actually can impact that loop is the routine. And our habits can change when we interrupt the routine. When you feel fear, you're likely going to go into a fear routine. And the fear routine may manifest like one of those patterns that I just shared. So the good news is once we are able to recognize that fear is really sneaky and it's playing out in our life in unexpected ways, we are in a position to create more courageous habits by disrupting the routine. And fortunately, the director of My Courageous Living Coach Certification, Kate Swoboda, has written a book on this called The Courage Habit. And she has found in her research that there are four ways to help disrupt the fear patterns and to change the routine. So one of the first ways that we can start to build more courageous habits is by accessing the body. And that might sound strange because we're talking about how fear has shown up and it might be saying you're not good enough or what's the point or no one's going to come to the program that you're offering or whatever voice it's taking, whatever your inner critic is saying to you. That's fear. And we can't really rationalize with fear because it's primal. And so one way to get the fear up and out is by accessing your body. And that's going to look different from person to person. So it might be that you're going to sit and meditate. It might be that you're going to get up and dance. It might be that you go for a run. Another way to practice more courage is to listen to that inner critic. Chances are that inner critic is trying to protect you, but it's actually really sneaky and it's keeping you stuck because it's scared of change. Because not taking action means that you're in the comfort, you're complacent, and you know what to expect. 
But sometimes everything that you want is on the other side of fear. And listening to what that inner critic has to say, but not doing what it has to say. So really listening without attachment, because if you get curious with what the fear is really saying, you might learn a lot about yourself. Another way to create the courageous habits is to reframe those limiting stories. What is it that your inner critic is saying and how can you listen to it and then reframe those thoughts with something else that might be true, something else that might be possible? Not just focusing on the negative, but allowing for some more positive reframing. And the fourth way to create more courage is to reach out and create community. Now, this can feel really vulnerable sometimes. It's really difficult to call a friend or a family member and tell them that you're upset and you're disappointed and and why. And it might be a little uncomfortable for you to do that. And there's other ways to create community. You can feel supported by listening to a podcast, by reading something inspirational, by connecting with your support system, with people who have shared values and can help you see the bigger picture. They can help you put something upsetting into perspective for you. The important thing about reaching out and creating community is understanding that fear thrives in isolation, but it diminishes in community. And so now it's my turn to share a vulnerable example about something that had happened this week. And I'll take you through the whole process of the cue, the routine, the reward, my fear pattern, and how I was able to apply each of these four tactics for creating more courage. I received back-to-back emails this week about programs that I was running that were canceled due to low enrollment. Now, we are in the wake of the Omicron variant of COVID, and I know that people are being more cautious, and these programs were in-person programs, but I still took it very hard. The cue for me was fear. I feared that low enrollment equals my business is not thriving. And my routine was that saboteur. Oh, I'll just plan the next thing. I'll just focus on something else. And that way my reward will be that I'm not too uncomfortable that I have made myself feel better because I didn't really have to look at that fear. The problem is Fear doesn't go away by avoiding it. It doesn't go away by attacking it. And it doesn't go away by pleasing it. The only way that it can go away is by creating more courage. When I essentially chose my fear pattern of avoidance, the saboteur who's going to jump to the next thing I wasn't really addressing that fear and the feeling really wasn't going away. I had the temporary reward of 
okay, I'm staying comfortable here, but I hadn't really grown. I hadn't really processed what had happened because I am in this work and I recognize that my tendency was to just bypass that. I was able to identify that I was going into that saboteur pattern and I was able to think about those four ways that I could practice courage. The first being access the body. So later on, after receiving those emails, I decided to go to a pretty challenging class at my gym. And the physical demand did take me out of my thoughts and it bought me a little bit of time. And I was able to come back after my class and think about the other ways that I could practice courage to see if I could move beyond that disappointment, that fear that my business wasn't going to thrive because these classes were canceled. The next was listening to the inner critic. Here I found myself saying, cancellations means your business isn't thriving. It means people aren't interested in your work. No one's going to book with you. Your other classes aren't going to run. And I was able to catch myself and reframe those limiting stories. I thought, well, those were canceled, but I still have two others on the books and I know people are registering for them. I was able to focus on other ways to attract clients outside of in-person programs. This podcast, for instance. I was able to listen to what my inner critic was saying and have compassion for it and say, oh, I hear you. That's just my fear speaking. Let me think about what else is true. What else is true is that I have other programs to look forward to. People are registering for them and new clients are booking with me. And the fourth, reach out and create community. I was excited that I had already had a phone call planned with a dear friend later that night. I realized that I was going to share with her my disappointment. And I also remembered that I had a list of expert coach interviews in a training program that I had not yet listened to. And I decided that part of creating community and support for me during a time when I was questioning my business, it might be a good idea to refocus my energy and to go in to listen to other coaches who've built thriving businesses. As I work with clients, I see all the time how fear is creeping up and helping to shine a light on that where they otherwise would not have recognized fear to be manifesting in that way. Just yesterday, I was speaking with a client who had a lot of people pleaser in her. She was very concerned about what others thought, volunteering with the school, putting her children before all of her needs to the point where she was no longer in touch with what it was she wanted to do with what would give her life fulfillment and what would make her life more happy and joyful. Another client lived behind the saboteur as I did. It was very easy for me to point out because it's things that I've begun to recognize in myself. 
Those of you who are perfectionists, I know that you can see that, you know, the things that you're saying, the way that you're behaving, you're comparing yourself, you're making yourself sick by working so hard and trying to make it better and better and better. I've talked with colleagues who are also building their businesses and they won't launch their web pages because they're still trying to perfect them rather than just starting before they really feel ready. And all of those are ways to stay stuck and not practice courage. And fortunately, in the case of a friend who was not publishing her website, we had a conversation about her perfectionist holding her back. And she finally realized that one of the ways she was being stuck was not acting before she felt ready. And as soon as she shifted and decided to publish the website, she began getting clients. So she had in her mind that she needed a perfect website that would appeal to clients. And she wasn't even giving clients an opportunity to learn about herself because she wasn't publishing her website. So I hope that these examples of fear patterns are enlightening for you that you begin to recognize how they show up and how they hold you back in your life, and that you start to identify and listen to what that inner critic is saying so that you can work with that and practice these courageous habits to get on the other side of fear because the rewards are so great. I can tell you that in just one complimentary session with me, I am happy to work through a fear pattern that could be holding you back. And you may even see a shift in that one 60-minute complimentary session. So I invite you to book with me. And I so look forward to helping you see what's on the other side of your fear. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing. Any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.